0: Hello world, and welcome to We Live on a Planet. I'm your host, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday, February 19th, 2021, for episode 462, give or take my math. Just like my math, this podcast is perfectly imperfect. Done in one take, no edits. Just like life. Let's put one in for the archives. It's 21 degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like 14. Highs are going to be about 30 degrees. Winds are out of the east. Six miles per hour. Stick around. We got a good show. Got lots to talk about. When we come back, we'll dive right into everything. I appreciate you. We'll be right back. And welcome back. Just like that, we are back. Thank you for joining me on this Friday. It's maybe it's not Friday for you, but it's Friday for me when I'm recording this. All right, let's dive into our quote. This is unknown, but I like it, and I wanted to share it with you. Karma has no menu. You get served what you deserve. And you know, I think a lot of times people think karma is a bad thing because they're like, "Oh, karma's gonna get you." Oh, karma's a bitch. Wait till karma gets them. Karma, no, no, it's not. Yes, karma can be. It it is just what it is. You get what you get, served what you deserve. So if you're sending out good, positive things, you're and and trying to be as positive as you can, you're gonna get that positivity back in that karma. So karma's not always a bad thing. So. I think that we use that word incorrectly sometimes. My wife is the one that really brought that to my attention. And um, I like the quote that she made up herself that she says, Karma's only a bitch if you are first. Yeah, and that's a good one. I like that. All right, so if you follow the show, you know that I had butterflies in my stomach because I had to... Talk to the doctor to get the clear for scuba diving, and and drum roll is going. And the doctor said,
1: "Access granted."
0: Yay! Access granted. Hallelujah! I'm so excited. I was really nervous. I don't know why, because you know, besides like my mental health issues with my brain, I'm physically in good shape and I'm healthy. And um, so yeah, I was really excited about that. One more hurdle jumped my test. The written part is all done. So now it's just pool time and then open water and uh, in the St. Lawrence River. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about the St. Lawrence River and a little bit in a phone call that I got. And I love taking phone calls from you. So thank you giving me a phone call. Ron, I appreciate that. We'll hear from Ron later on. So yeah, another hurdle I have to do is I have to get my mask, an RX, a prescription diving mask, because my vision has just gotten terrible. I have to wear bifocals, and when I take off my glasses, I can't see squat. And it's really weird. It happened I feel like it only happened in a year, but it's, it's been longer than a year. Cause I can remember five and a half years ago when I was in rehab, having to use uh, cheater glasses, reader glasses, like just Walmart specials to see my phone, the text, everything else I was fine. But um, now I've gotten to the point where I can't, if I don't have them on, um, I can't drive. And when I took my, got my new license, my enhanced license, I went to take the toss without my glasses. They told me to take my glasses off. I couldn't read the line, The girl's like, yeah, you need to have your glasses on. So I had to have them on for the pitcher, too. But the hurdle back, I'm jumping all over. But the hurdle with the mask, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because I sent my prescription to coach. That's my dive instructor. I call him coach because he's been a football coach for over 40 years, high school, local. And um, it just feels fitting to call him coach. Everybody calls him coach. And he's got that coach persona. He's just a real, he's a good guy. And um, he told me that he's put in the prescription to his distributor and waiting just to hear back from them to make sure that there's not going to be any issues because I want to make sure when it comes to be pool time that I'm going to be able to see my gauges and stuff. And when I get in the water, I need to see gots to see i have to see all right so uh what else we're going to talk about probably more stuff and things and nonsense all that when we come back stick around we'll be right we'll be right back hey welcome back thank you so much let's jump around like uh house of pain my float was amazing that was like always, it's always a different experience. I had this time. I had a micro sleep, and it was really weird. It was only for a short second. And for I, I do my floats in complete darkness because you have so many options that you can do your float. And but I do it in complete darkness. And for a split second, I thought I was in bed in my own home, but not in like feeling in bed, but feeling at home for a second. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm floating in a tank. And it was just an amazing experience. And um, more than once, being very calm, I could feel my heart beating and the water would just gently, I felt like I was bobbing just very gently with my heartbeat. And at another time, I felt like I my body was just slowly turning like a second hand on a watch in the water. That's how big the tanks are, too, that you can. And you, you do move around a little bit. And, uh, man, it's just it's an amazing, amazing experience. I know I've talked about it plenty of times, but if you ever had the ability to do a float, and a float tank do it if you're ever in the city of oswego visiting make sure that you stop into aqua spa float center and tell them patrick sent you they'll take good care of you they always take good care of us and they're just a friendly friendly place it's a truly is a sanctuary like the owners call it so um oh i got a call from carpe which well a message on Instagram from Carpe, which was really nice. They have opened up a brand ambassadorship and they've enrolled me into it, which is really neat because I shot that commercial for them, but they've done three different spots of that commercial with me. And it's been edited three different times, one with me and two other people that were edited and one with me doing my whole spiel of the commercial, and then one with me doing some of the commercial, and then it's edited in with um, the founders of Carpe, David and Casper. So I was pretty excited, and I've seen those spots, like I've told you, on primetime television in pretty good spots. And so I was pretty happy that they want to make me a brand ambassador, and what they're going to be doing is all the new products that come out from Carpe, they're going to be sending them to me first and be able to get my hands on to them. And I've been able to do that with more than one of their new products. Um, so I'm, it was just, it feels good to be a part of their team. Um, they tell me I'm family and I do feel like I'm family. They asked me if I would be willing to make some videos for them and put them out on social media. I said, absolutely. I'm willing to help Carpe in any way I can because they've truly helped me find freedom from sweat. So... Um, a uh, shameless plug right now for Carpe. If you have excessive underarm sweat, use Carpe. Find Carpe, and it's gonna work for you. It uh, they have a full body lineup of the product anyways, and so the whole thing is um, it's a good product. So, uh, my thoughts are out with Texas right now. Moving on, we're gonna just kind of jump around. My thoughts are with Texas. My niece lives in Texas, and she's been without power among how many countless of millions of others in Texas, and they're not equipped for the weather like we are here in central New York. You know, it's been chilly here in central New York, and we have probably, just like many other houses around me, some of the most icicles I've ever seen on my house this season. It's just, they're really bad this year, and we've had some strange weather and different warm-ups and It's just caused some brutal icicles, and they're very dangerous, so I had to knock some off. And we heard one fall the other day from our fireplace outside, and uh, a chunk of it fell within two feet of my car. So that made me puckered where I was like, oh boy, the last thing I need is my car hit with an icicle. So we made sure we backed it at the end of our driveway almost to where the sidewalk is to keep it away from the house. So when we come back, I've got more to talk about. Um, I was going to talk to you about my therapy appointment with David, but that didn't happen because of reasons unforeseen on his end, so we had to reschedule. So that's okay. I'm getting my talk therapy right now with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we are back. So I was saying something about my therapist. I encourage anybody to do talk therapy, find a therapy therapist. They have an app now that Michael Phelps and other people push, which is really good when you see faces of popular people where you're like, you don't think they would need therapy. It's like therapy's not a bad thing. It's got such a bad stigma. Just like mental health has that dark stigma around it. And, um, it is difficult, you know, like my appointment um that was canceled. I was supposed to get a phone call from from them and it wasn't his fault that I didn't get a phone call. It was on their on his whoever he had told to get a hold of me, they didn't contact me. And um it's because mental health it's just not the same as other health and I don't want to get on a soapbox about it, but I've struggled enough with it, and it's really hard to deal with, for one, the stigma, but also, you know, I I, I think I've told this story before where I, I've been an inpatient before on a mental health unit, and they asked me to make my own bed. They didn't even have linen on the bed. They're like, I walked into the room, and I was like, where's my bedding? And they're like, oh, go down the hall and get your own stuff and make your bed. I'm like, make my bed. Are you? Ca- I'm in crisis right now. I'm on a psych ward. I, I need help. I don't want to be here. And I certainly don't want to be making my bed right now. If I was coming in for an apodectomy, are you going to make me make my bed? No. Health is health. We need to remember that. So, Okay, I did get on a soapbox a little bit. I didn't mean to. But what I'd like to do is open up my phone lines right now. I have a couple phone calls that I want to play. I talked about Stroop Waffles the other day. Remember that? Stroop Waffles. And because uh, I, I talk random stuff like that. So here is a phone call that I want to play for you. So here we go, line one.
1: Hey Patrick, loving loving your
0: podcast as always. It's Lisa over at One Sister's Journey, keeping it real. Um, can you send me the name of that waffle caramel deliciousness? Um, I've listened twice and I can't quite get what it's called, so I can look it up because I want to try to make it. <laughs> All right, and maybe I'll make it on my live cooking show. I don't know, but yummy, yummy. Glad to have you back and. I think you sound fabulous and I don't hear the heater so it's all good have a great day bye thank you Lisa my friend Lisa my childhood friend from elementary school we've known each other that long and then we graduated high school together and um she's got a podcast one sister's journey keeping it real she's also an author who wrote a book called one sister's journey and um She ended up making homemade strop waffles, stroop waffles, stroop waffles. She made them homemade. She's an Epicure rep. And I hadn't heard of Epicure, and she explained to me what it is. It's all, like, packaged, um, seasoned, and then you add your your own proteins and vegetables, and it's all uh, gluten-free and all that kind of stuff. So she made her homemade stroop waffles out of her epicure recipes that she have. And then I was graced by her presence and we were very COVID safe with our mask on and all that kind of stuff. And she came over to visit and dropped off some homemade stroop waffles. And they were delicious and thoughtful and made with love. And so thank you for doing that. And check out uh, One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real with Lisa. She she keeps it real. She speaks from the heart. And um, just she is a good person. And I'm thankful to call her a friend. She's done so many awful nice things for me and been very supportive throughout the years of me trying to do this thing that I'm doing right now with this podcast. When I handed out my bags last season, she was right there on the forefront with the video rolling live Facebook feed for me and stuff. So thank you, my friend Lisa. We come back. We're going to open up the phone lines for another call because I told you we were going to talk about the St. Lawrence River a little bit. We're going to talk about it again when we come back. Stick around. And magically we're back. So I am going to be taking my open water scuba diving course in the St. Lawrence River, and that's about maybe from where I live, an hour and a 20-minute drive. Town of Hammond is where I'm going to be going, uh, docking from. i leaving port, I should say. I don't know if that's what, what they say, but I had a phone call that I'd like to play from a listener by the name of Ron, and let's play it by line one right now.
1: Hey, Patrick, it's Ron here from uh, formerly the Mendelin Minute podcast. And, uh, well, uh, I was listening to your stories about scuba diving. And you know what? I did my tryouts on the St. Lawrence as well, Uh, but on the north side, on my side of the river. Um, I don't know if you guys do this, but uh, where I live at the stadium, there's uh, north side stands and south side stands. And people will shout at people on the other stands like, north side sucks uh, south side sucks so i'm not saying south side sucks for the river but well i guess i'm saying it without saying it <laughs> i uh, you know i did scu- i didn't do it for long I, I did the course and i just did scuba diving for the one summer it was this thing that i i needed to do it's like oh i gotta do scuba diving like jacques Cousteau, and then i did it for a summer and it was kind of like okay uh, i did that thing i didn't need to do more of it okay i'm out of time bye for now
0: thank you ron <laughs> North side, south side. Yeah, I could. Well, I can remember doing that in school. Definitely, you know, uh, a lot of rivalry going on. And oh, man, so you did yours in the St. Lawrence River as well. That is so cool. Ron had a podcast called Mandolin Minute, and he's very talented at p- playing the mandolin. And I love the sound of the mandolin, it just is really relaxing. And yes, I want to feel like Jacques Cristo too. <laughs> I agree. I, you know, uh, I've said it before, but when I was in rehab, one of the old timers, and you call him an old timer when they've had a lot of years sober, sober in them, he gave me the advice of get into hobbies, get into plenty of hobbies, invest in them, and uh, do them for a little bit. And if you get bored, set it aside. But it's always going to be there. But when you were drinking alcohol, and think of all the money you spent on alcohol, and you had nothing there to show for it. And so even if I scuba dive a little bit, it's going to be something that I have for life because my certification lasts forever. And if I happen to travel to someplace tropical, which I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon because of COVID and everything... I can scuba dive in a tropical area. And speaking of sober, and I was just saying like the money I've saved because of just from alcohol, I pulled up the app right now while we were just talking, $60,300 in five years, five months, and 30 days. I got sober August 20th, 2015. It seems crazy to me um, that I did that. I, It's still hard to, for me to believe. Um, if you're struggling, there is help. You can really find help. I encourage you to not be afraid to ask for it, not be afraid to go to uh, rehab, do a little bit of research, find a good place that's going to work out for you. I needed the place I went. I needed sunny Southern California. I don't know if going to a local town over from me or a city over from me would have worked maybe it would have but I still would have been in the same kind of surroundings they say play, change your people places and things that wasn't so much my problem because I wasn't spending it in bars but um, I needed to change my things and uh, that was for sure and I'm, I'm awful glad I did it thank you Ron and thank you Lisa for calling you guys can get a hold of me too if you're using the Anchor app it's super easy that's how they get a hold of me if you're not using the Anchor app You can always head over to my website, WLOAP.com. There's a little phone icon button. You tap that. It'll go to my voicemail. It rings five times before it picks up. I do have the phone number if you have a pen. It's 315-326-1882. Pretty easy to remember. I also encourage you to check me out on TikTok at WeLiveOnAPlanet.com. I'm also on Instagram at Merrick370. And my Twitter account is at W-L-O-A-P-D-O-T-C-O-M. Yeah. I wanted just W-L-O-A-P, but I couldn't get it. So I added the D-O-T-C-O-M. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> I've been stuck on that sound effect of a welcome back for some reason, the magical chimes. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, I was just telling you all the spots you can find me. At my website, there's also um, a contact page where it will show all those places I just said. So if you didn't get them, if you didn't have a pen handy or anything like that, just heading over there, you can find all my contact pages. There's also a spot you can be, just like one of my supporters, Michael Ryan. So thank you, Michael Ryan. You can be a monthly supporter for as low as 99 cents a month. And it's a gift to the show. And um, the support that you give me by listening is support enough. Trust me, it really is. But if you feel compelled that you want to buy me a cup of coffee or anything, there's a way to do that right over at WLOAP.com. As well, or if you are listening on the Anchor app, they have it set up to where you can do 99 cent, 4.99 or 9.99 a month, and you can cancel at any time. So, shameless plug for myself. I was just trying to tell you that, just because I never really bring it up, I never talk about it, but it's there. That option. It's kind of like NPR listener support. You know, I should do like. How they do phoneless February's or all that on NPR where I run something special or do something special to try to promote that. Okay, jumping topics Mars rover has landed. Yay! Persistence is the name of it. And it is the size of an SUV, it's really big. It traveled over 300 million miles almost. And it's pretty neat because it has um a helicopter sized drone on it that is called integrity and it's the first of its kind and so they're going to be able to take off and take some flight this is the first time as well they're going to be able to try to take some rock samples and send them back to earth just some amazing amazing achievements of the human race that we were just able to do this mars rover is the most advanced of all the rovers that we have sent to Mars. And um, it's a big one. Like I said, it weighs, I can't remember what they say, 30 metric tons? Is that? I don't know. My producer's not paying attention. Something heavy. It's not heavy, man. He's my brother. Okay, I got off topic. Um, speaking of topics, we can head on over to the facts site and get a wrinkle on our brain, and uh, use that gray matter for something more than just nonsense that I'm spewing right now. And we'll do that right when we come back. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, we are at the facts site, and we are going to learn five amazing facts about BMW that you wouldn't believe. Well, one. You're going to believe? Well, I'm just going to I don't own one, and I probably never will. I would like to own a BMW. BMW is one of the world's largest designers and manufacturers. The German vehicle company has been around for over a century. But where did it all begin? Has BMW always made cars? Hmm. Here are five amazing facts about BMW you wouldn't believe. You're going to believe them. They're not that shocking. Okay, BMW used to specialize in airplane engines. Yeah, before manufacturing car, BMW made airplane engines. I think a lot of people, well, not a lot, quite a few people know that. I knew that before I opened up this article. BMW started in 1916 as a merger between Rapp motor and auto work. There was a high demand for German aircraft during World War I, so the two corporations joined forces to make aircraft engines. The engines were renowned for their fuel efficiency and ability to reach high altitudes. BMW ceased production after World War II, when the Treaty of Versailles was signed. The treaty banned Germany from manufacturing warplanes, so BMW was out of business. This was when BMW turned into the design of cars. It's pretty interesting. The BMW headquarters is designed like... Their car engines, and it shows a photo over at the fact site of the building. The BMW headquarters in Munich was designed by Australian architect Carl Schwar- Schwarzer and took four years to build. Construction took place from 1968 to 1972 with the aim of being finished in time for the 1972 Olympics. The building is situated next to Olympia Park and has been the BMW headquarters since 1972. The design is based on a BMW engine with four towers representing four cylinders of an engine. The towers are incorporated and are suspended on top of a singular, or interconnected, excuse me, and are suspended on top of a singular base. Like I said, perfectly imperfect, unedited. I apologize. (laughs) The building's total diameter is 171.6 feet or 52.3 meters, and a height of 331 feet, or 101 meters tall. There are a total of 22 floors in the building, 18 of which are used as office space. BMW was for, made its first electric car in 1972. Wow. BMW was ahead of its time by creating its first electric car in 1972, the BMW 1602E was never made available to the public, mostly because it only hold a charge for 20 minutes. Oh, dude, that's bad. Another fault was that being electric meant the vehicle power was about half the other cars they had for sale. Although the project was left for many years, an interest sparked in electric vehicles again in the 1990s. And here they are on the forefront again. The 1602e became a great foundation for BMW in design and development and electric cars into what they are today. BMW holds the Guinness World Record for the longest drift. Yeah, drifting in cars. On December 11, 2017, John Schwartz set two new world records for BMW after drifting for eight hours and covering. 232.5 miles, or 374 kilometers. Wow, that's a lot of drifting. <laughs> BMW has a backstory of its logo. If you know the logo, there's a myth that BMW logo comes from the history in building planes. BMW stands for Bayer Motoren Werke, Work, which translates to Bavarian Engine Works. One of the BMW's first advertisements when they produced plane engines was published in 1929. It showed two planes and their spinning front propeller. BMW was highlighted. In 1942, BMW published an article in Aircraft Engine News confirming that the spinning propeller was their official logo. Since converting to manufacturing cars, the logo was kept by BMW, but it has developed slightly over the years. It is said that the blue and white colors on the logo stem from the official colors of Bavarian, their region the company was started. Bavaria. BMW has designed engines for over 100 years and they are still creating innovative designs. Hmm. The German engineer group has made some of the most iconic vehicles of our time and has adapted their business over many years. It's pretty pretty neat BMW. Nice ride. I think that's expensive to have an oil change or anything like that in a BMW, as far as I know. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll head on over to the History Channel's website and find out what happened on this day in history. We'll be right back. Hello. Thank you for coming back to my nonsense so the heat is on but my friend lisa said you can't hear it so that's good i needed the heat it was chilly this roadcaster pro is supposed to negate like noise of heat or an air conditioning because it does have a noise gate on it it's just that i hear it in my headphones so i assume that you hear it as well so i'm glad you don't but um yeah, where was I where where was I gonna do? Oh, that's right. We're heading on over to the History Channel's website so we can find out a little bit of history, because we can always learn from history so it doesn't repeat itself, but usually it does. On February nineteenth, eighteen forty-seven, the first rescuers reached surviving members of the Donner Party, a group of California bound immigrants stranded by snow in the Severa sierra nevada mountains we've all heard about the donner party unless you're really really young and don't know about it but you can google it about the donner party pretty tragic they had to turn to cannibalism because it was so tragic and they were freezing they killed all their ox and they were going to take a shortcut the shortcut took them out of three three uh, weeks out of way so they ran through their supplies but of the original 89 members of the Donner Party, only 45 reached California, sadly. Okay, uh, what else happened on this day? 2011 in sports. I don't know if this is considered a sports thing just because he plays sports, but Tiger Woods apologizes for extramarital affairs. When you're professional, you have to apologize when you screw up. Even when you're not a professional, if you screw up, apologize. And he screwed up. 1473, invention and science. Polish astronomer Copernicus is born, the father of modern astronomy. And he was the first modern European scientist to propose that the Earth and other planets revolved around the sun. Uh, U, early U.S. history, 1807, Alan Burr is arrested for alleged treason. Alan Burr, a former U.S. vice president, arrested is arrested in Alabama on charges of plotting to annex Spain's, excuse me, annex Spanish territory in Louisiana and Mexico to be used towards the establishment of an independent republic. Treasonous. 1945, World War II. U.S. Marines evade Iwo Jima, a small Pacific island guarded by Japanese artillery. 1970, the year I was born, Chicago 7 is sentenced. The Chicago 7, formerly the Chicago 8, one defendant, Bobby Seale, was being tried separately, are acquitted of riot conspiracy but found guilty of inciting riot. You can learn more about them, too. Any of these, you can open up and learn more. I'm just skimming the fat. U.S. presidents. Here's another one in U.S. presidency. While well, the other one was vice president. 1942, FDR orders Japanese-Americans into internment camps. What a dark day in American history that is. That is, uh, I'm getting on a soapbox about that for a second. That's a dark day in history. George Takei, who played Sulu, Star Trek as a child spent time in one of those Japanese American internment camps and they were not a nice place to stay and uh, it's just pretty sad that we we did that I think you know there's a lot of sad dark days of our U.S. history wounded knee for one Um, okay moving on art literature and film history 1878 Thomas Edison patents the phonograph i have a lot of really good memories my great grandparents um had an edison and they let us play with it and they had really they were really thick thick albums and the needle was really thick and it was all like wooden arm and you'd bring the needle over and it had that cone shape sound speaker thing oh they were so fun to play and the sound and would love to have had that at their estate sale. If I was old enough during their estate sale, I would have bought that. Uh, all right, here we go. We're ending off with the American Revolution in 1777. Congress overlooks Benedict Arnold for a promotion. Oh, I wonder, I wonder how that led. I wonder how, how bitter Benedict Arnold got about that since he didn't get his promotion. Hmm, I wonder. (laughs) We do have the cinnamon, synonymous, cinnamon, no, not cinnamon, synonymous thing of Benedict Arnold. Cinnamon? Where did that come from? Sometimes I just can't speak. Stick around, we'll be right back. Wow. F- that flew by didn't it? I feel like I forgot something to tell you I feel like there was more that I wanted to share probably what will happen after I get done and pull the SD card out of this Roadcaster Pro and put it in the old computer and load it up to uh, um, Anchor I'm going to be like dag Nabit. now I know I wanted to share this this or that and I can't remember what it was but um thank you I know I always say this it sounds corny I'm not trying to be corny I'm being authentic and real when I say this thank you so much for your time the most valuable gift you could ever give me I couldn't do this without you it'd be kind of weird if I was just sitting in my studio recording and putting out episodes, and I didn't have anybody to listen. Yes, would I still get benefits out of it because I'm talking, but I wouldn't get stuff like I just got today. Two wonderful calls from wonderful listeners that took the time, which is so valuable, out of their day, and said, you know what, I want to call Patrick at We Live on a Planet and talk to him and leave him a little bit of my story and how Ron went into the St. Lawrence River and what a coincidence. And north side, south side, all love. (laughs) And I think it's groovy that you tried it and you did it. Even if you didn't stick with it, it's something that you had that experience with, like you said. I encourage everybody to try something new today or tomorrow. Today, preferably because tomorrow is not guaranteed Try to remember that, too. And try to remember what Walt Whitman says. Do your best to stay curious and not judgmental. Yeah, be curious, not judgmental. That is not easy to do. And I want to share our quote one last time. It is unknown, but I do enjoy it. And remember, is not always a bad thing, but here's the quote. Karma has no menu. You get served what you deserve. So try to serve some good karma today because you're gonna get served some good karma back. Thanks, my friends. I appreciate your time. It was fun. I got my talk therapy in. (laughs) It was nice. Thank you for letting me ramble. Please reach out to me. Tell a friend about We Live On A Planet And if you haven't done so, head on over to Apple Podcasts and be so kind to leave me a review. Reviews help a lot with the algorithm and uh, get other people finding we live on a planet besides yourself. Thanks so much. I'll, I'll talk to you again real soon. I look forward to talking to you. Stay healthy, stay warm, and peace.